This is Al. I have two special guests with me today. Um, the title of the episode, Narcs, Narcan, and the New Normal. We'll be discussing some of those topics. Um, I'd like for my guests to introduce themselves now. Is that cool? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> my name is Ripley Soprano. Um, you don't I'm, have to say that okay. much. Yeah. You can just say that. Um, <laughs> I am sitting here with my friend Dave and my friend Al. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is, we're in this really nice, wait, am I allowed to say where we are? East Village, Bohemian, walk up. Mm-hmm. Dave, want to <laughs> say beautiful. who you are? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Justice. Uh, yeah. That's his You're real last out. name. That's his real That's last my name. Real last name is true. Soprano's not my real last name. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. Alice is mm-hmm. not my real name. Well, it's a nickname. Mm. Sure. But what is real true. anymore? And and with this new normal, who can say? <laughs> Excellent point. It's a setup. Yeah. All all names are real. Or all borders are fake. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about the Al Autonomous Zone today. You know, at the at the other autonomous zone Mm -hmm. that we will discuss. But um, I said that once you enter the L autonomous zone, you you lose your name, but everyone, so everyone is called babe or doll or sweetie or hot. Isn't that good? That's really good. I know. Oh, also. Also angel. Yeah. Angel. Yeah. You get the idea. Yeah. It's just Um, like walking into a diner. Yeah, exactly. Or a dive bar. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked, or a dive bar. God, I love diners and dive bars. Mm-hmm. Really, really do. But someone asked if costumes were allowed. And I was like, God, no. No costumes, just looks. And in the Al Autonomous Zone, everyone shares the same like wardrobe. And it's like sample uh sample closet style it's just like huge really nice pieces um and the only rule is that you can't ever repeat an outfit i love that rule yeah it's sorry good. dave you're not allowed though i did wear this outfit yesterday we'll support but... from the outside yeah i'll be your man on the outside yeah okay yeah. doll <laughs> Thanks, sweetie. <laughs> um <laughs> well speaking of autonomous sounds um should we start talking about what has become a, an, can we call it an autonomous zone? It's a good, it's a good question. I mean, anything I guess can be called mm. whatever. Yeah. Perhaps like asserting that something is something. Yeah. Like when you change your name. Like doll. And also like doll or, you know, whatever, uh, soprano or Al, mm-hmm. then somehow makes it so. And that in order to respect that space, calling it that is like a good, you know, a good place to start. Cool. Well, some but, people like make yeah. fun of that term. Autonomous. Zone. Zone. Autonomous zone. Oh, I see. I like mean, chess. we have been calling it. But I like it. I an think anti-police cool. zone yeah, like, specifically. Mm, like yeah, we all Which I police. feel like it's kind of like, yeah, it's like sort of saying like, okay, you know, autonomous zone very much like says that you're 
you're willing to like defend the space mm-hmm. from external forces, whether it be like the military or the police or vigilantes. I'm willing to do that, by the way. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a particular type of like dedication that to, to call something autonomous, like I hope also means that you're, that that's like, that the respect that you're holding it by calling it that also means that you're willing to do that. Yeah, and, it makes it yeah. real. And it's yeah. like a yeah. cult yeah. kind of too, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm kidding. And that there's a set belief system and people, you know, follow it. Follow those rules. <laughs> yeah. The rules are in place for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or else you get the boot. Right. Hun. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're... I don't know, should I tell the story? Yeah, tell the I... story. I want to know the story because I don't know it. Oh, interesting. You I don't know really, the, really I where, where I should story. People start. People ask me all the time and I'm, they're, they're like, how did this happen? I'm like mm. I, I don't really know to be honest so yeah, yeah I guess it depends on where I want to start but I don't really like starting at the beginning because it feels like it gives certain people too much credit so I'm gonna okay just don't give from... any credit where it's not due yeah I would say that <laughs> it started when I would say like the weekend before the, the weekend like that all of the George Floyd riots started in New York mm. Um, I was talking to a friend about like other cities and what was being set up there and they suggest they were like oh what really seems like we what's needed right now is like a rest stop where like people can like recharge their phones like get water like use the bathroom and so we sort of started that way so, like between protests right yeah and so many happening. exactly yeah just like that people were on the street for so long they might need a place to recharge and also like gather supplies possibly like get medical assistance mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff so some of us had access to the the space 151st avenue um formerly known as performance space new york now known as the people's space people's space um but as we started it was like okay like i really want um i want to distribute these like kits like like to go protest kits and like ferry them out to where people are so we kind of started just by doing that we set up like a tent like we started yeah there was like a lot of volunteers at the very beginning on it was i think the beginning of june Mm-hmm. Everyone was really down. Yeah, it was. Cause. It was really exciting. Yeah, so we basically set up shop there. Um, the curfew was still in place, so we would kind of make sure that people were able to like gather supplies and and like go out like before curfew mm-hmm. and like distribute them but as the like things kits. began like mm-hmm. things began escalating. So we made these kits that were specifically yeah designed for more escalated situations we like had black bandanas we had goggles we had earplugs like stuff that would really protect people yeah and the idea was really to like use a harm reduction model um that like we call them safer protest kids that we wanted Mm -hmm, to like use mm -hmm. this idea that people are taking risk in the streets and so they should be able to like be prepared for anything lrad pepper spray um, being identified by the police exactly yeah with the black bandanas and mm-hmm. black hoodies and t-shirts yeah so that's kind of how it started and then as like weeks went on you know we were we kept going we like trained people in kind of like the ethos and then um we realized that more and more as the protests were sort of like becoming less frequent now it's kind of like there's an up kick again because of the city hall um mm-hmm. occupation Chaz. but because of Chaz. And, but yeah, we really started orienting the project or like the on the ground work uh, towards like 
serving people who live on the streets in the East Village who come by like looking for really specific supplies and so we um, had also been distributing like various harm reduction uh, for drug use um, yeah. supplies mm-hmm. and as well as yeah like food and hygiene supplies etc so now that's like kind of our main thing that we've been doing which is like super needed because no one on the block was doing it through the pandemic so that's kind of like been how it's been evolved i always said that it was like for outside people of all kinds people who were in the streets and on the streets when when i tell people about it um they like ask where it is and they're like Mm -hmm. oh it's so close to Tompkins square park like it's so needed there Mm -hmm. um but it, it is and like when i see people who like come up and ask for clean needles and a cooker mm-hmm. I didn't even know that we like supplied these things I was really impressed mm-hmm. but sorry keep going no that's I'm basically, such an interrupter no it's not an interruption it's great I mean yeah I think um I mean Dave's here and can can speak to like the history of the neighborhood and why that's super important you know like during when Giuliani was mayor, there was like a massive police riot that took place in Tompkins where the city then claimed eminent domain and turned the park into a park. Before that, it was a tent city. Oh, I actually mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. So basically Tompkins. Yeah. There's wow. like a lot of there's a lot of history. There's a lot of ghosts on Ninth Street specifically, oh, I yeah, would say sure. yeah. of um, there's people who are still alive who survived that police riot and who had been displaced from Tent City in the late 80s right mm-hmm. absolutely wow. and some of the people one of the main people that documented it um clayton patterson he's one of the first people to film this type of like police violence and it's really interesting because we're we're in the same spot now still talking about the same shit and we've learned a lot from from those um protests you know and those occupations um and he's still to this day as far as i know is is routinely harassed by the NYPD about this these things that happened in the late 80s and the early 90s which is insane he's an old man you know yeah it's absurd but um yeah they've like many times like taken him beaten him put him in you know jail and it's like it's wild but um I mean not unlike you know Rams was it Ramsey Orta who filmed the Eric Garner just got getting out now I think yeah like right just that there's yeah Wow. So there's, yeah, there's targeting of, of people yeah. who had like documented, oh, I um, so you know, the police violence and, mm. and yeah. that we very much see this as like a legacy of the neighborhood, um, both the violence and the resistance to it and organizing against it. It's not new. Yeah. The militarization of the police is absolutely not new. And it's, no, that it's was not. like a really good beginning point to start. Like if you're researching history, direct correlation to what we're seeing right now, um, like they drove a tank that was painted blue up, I think like up Second Avenue to like evict a squat around that time. That was like one of the first times they used tanks. <laughs> but it's it's just like never ending history about this stuff. And a lot of people don't know about it. And it's a bummer because these are like things that we need to be teaching each other, like in punk scenes and like in ac- activist spaces and stuff. Like it's really important because we can learn from all these people. We don't have to start from scratch every time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was at Chaz last night, slept outside. I was protesting. And this one woman, she got on the megaphone and she was like talking about like the history of like where American cops came from, like where they originated from. Mm-hmm. And she said that the first American cops were 
guards for slaves. Mm -hmm. Slave catchers, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. slave catchers. And it's just evolved. Like, that's what a cop is, an evolved slave catcher. Mm -hmm. And it's that stuck with me because it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) fucked up. Yeah. And sad. 100%. Yeah, so it really feels like we're we're serving a community that's been, yeah, totally thrown away, um, you know, who are feeling super disillusioned both by nonprofits and the state, um, who, you know, are living with HIV, who are houseless, who are, you know, fighting against the police in the street very actively and are being consistently targeted by police just for trying to like live and survive. Yeah. And during the pandemic and during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So the, the people's space, it, Mm -hmm. it was vacant for a long time. Right. Do you mean like originally or yeah, like you just opened it to the people. Right. Um, like a few weeks ago. Right. Well, yeah. So through the pandemic, the building was closed to Mm -hmm. the public um because as was everything as was everything so um even the art galleries that had so much space right <laughs> yeah totally i mean <laughs> like so much yeah. space and not used yeah all. all these museums all these yeah, yeah spaces that you know yeah you know use you love to use social justice and black people as a way to market themselves mm-hmm. really close the doors on you know street people in yeah. general and um while there's been like some you know museums who probably for more pr reasons than anything have opened their lobbies yeah um you know there's a difference between letting people use your bathroom and really like making something for the people their space so- yeah. like yeah. a solidarity yeah. i remember Another thing I learned mm. from the orientation, mm. reading the di- like the difference between sympathy and solidarity mm-hmm. yeah. has been something that has stuck with me and uh, I think about a lot. Yeah. Your ally versus accomplice. You say that a lot too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just like different, you know, the idea that the, uh, that we're actually like trying to build, you know, I'd love to say it like a town, you know, like I would love to have functional space where people can stay people can eat people can take care of each other get child care get their health care needs met and it's people who don't have access to any of the institutional channels where those things usually happen you know um so yeah yeah that's I'm the smiling. vision it's so mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. i love that vision <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i yes i see a bright future for people's space yeah and i also want to say like that's sort of the difference between maybe like Chaz's, is um you know is is a an occupation that has demands of city council right they're they're right. very much yeah, like focused on defunding mm-hmm. the nypd in favor of, of other social services mm-hmm. um which is so smart but mm-hmm. ours is not up space with demands it's a prefigurative space where we're trying to exist the way we think the world should be mm-hmm. which is like yeah. very distinct so we're trying to provide like people with um like direct you know directly provide people what they need because they know what they need but Mm -hmm. also um but also just like live the way that we want the world to exist yeah yeah both are needed in my opinion oh no i agree both are needed yeah yeah i'm just uh i'm just trying to differentiate it 
from a like an actual cult and mm, like how it's right. different. But a cult, I guess. Well, for one thing, we're not or, separating ourselves from. But there society, is, you know, I mean? but like there is like a vetting process. Yeah, I guess there has been a bit of one. Yeah. Like, I think that that has to do with trust. And trust. I was just gonna yeah. say. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, sure. Like anything can be called a cult if you. Yeah. If you. Coven, but, but so. Club. But so does like a college. AA. You know, college has like an orientation yeah. for new students right, or whatever. Right. So yeah, an AA, all that, all these sort of. Uh huh. I mean, I wouldn't say that the space is particularly spiritual, though. I guess that people have been like. There was finding a, shri- a I saw a shrine of, the other the other day. There was a vigil for for those who have been lost oh um, yes yes yeah Act, that was very nice i was like why is there a shrine with like i don't know there, yeah there were, there were things on the table i didn't understand mm. <laughs> yeah there was yeah there was a vigil for um for people who have been lost to police violence and that's that what t- that was from but that's the nice. yeah okay. like i would say that there's not i mean the tenants are that of well first i guess faith has always been really connected to anti-racism um like Hmm. so much of the civil rights movement was led by you know faith leaders or whatever Um, Uh so i wouldn't say that like that movement was a cult but there was a lot Uh of faith and then i would say like building another world does require us a sense of like spiritualism and belief in a higher power and sometimes that power is like community and sometimes it's god yeah exactly oh i love that yeah whenever someone asks what my higher power is i'm like other people yeah. in the universe mm-hmm. and goodness in mm-hmm. the world helping each other yeah because that's like one of the things i struggle with um with aa mm. because it's so very it's so spiritual in that it's like you feel guilty for not being spiritual mm. but i mean i don't feel that way at um the people space at all there's nothing like that Though I would defend that place, like, to the death. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And I'm, like, obsessed with being there. Your communist internship. My communist internship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting. Like, there's something... Um, yeah, I, th- I hear a lot of people talk about AA and, like, criticize that element. But, yeah, like, I, I do... Because, you know, we've been talking me and Dave for a while about kind of like the history of detox programs having come from mutual aid from you know from what the Black Panthers had well not not like not the history of detox programs but that a lot of mutual aid and anti-racist organizing have included harm reduction and detox programs as a part of what they do there was like um you know an occupation a lot of like detox stuff yeah Dana Beal was giving people like Ibogaine and like taking them on these trips Mm -hmm. and like I don't know too much about it, but, like, the statistics are, like, incredible from it. It's, like, something like 95% of people who try that, like, kick dope. And it's, like, insane. You know, like... Wait, what is this that they tried? Ibogaine is, like, a... It's, like, some kind of, like, drug. It's, like, a psychedelic from, like, a root. And it's, um... Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, it was, like, something they were trying out in, like, the 70s, 60s, 70s to get people to kick dope. And And you may have heard, like, people do it with, like, LSD and stuff, but this is, like, way more intense and from what i've heard and it's like been wildly successful and there's been a resurgence of that i feel like i have heard yeah. of like the hallucinogen, hallucinogens yeah. being used to help people get off opioids and oh yeah. yeah i think the, the I, trouble is yeah. that it's it's hard to access unless mm-hmm. you like have you have some some real means because you might have to go yeah. to costa rica or something you know right. like on some re- retreat or something right but, 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I'm yeah, happy yeah. for those people if they can kick it. But like, we want. I mean, you know, it's about access. Want to yeah, yeah, for sure. Everyone that, yeah. and then not have to leave New York or wherever. Yeah, you know, Appalachia, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's I think. Yeah, yeah, why I brought up the like the Black Panthers and and the Young Lords in particular. The Young Lords um, during their occupation of the the Lincoln Hospital. Oh, yeah. yeah in the 70s had seized like an x-ray truck to be able to test people for um tb and basically like set up shop and were like testing people who like otherwise like would not have access to you know historically like latinx communities like um hadn't had any access to that kind of like testing equipment or um so it was like really really awesome to just see like oh yeah they you know, they stole the truck and now are like testing people yeah, because the, because the hospitals yeah. won't. Yeah. You know, and that's what yeah. I, that's what I would what say we're trying to do. What's happening during this pandemic as well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We really yeah. do want to get the COVID, the COVID-19 test uh, set up at our spot. Oh, we could do yeah. that. I think incredible. if we had, you know, we have lots of friends who are radical nurses who are, who Sick. have been administering the test. I love radical nurses. I know. Yeah. Our, yeah. our, uh, our buddy, who's also a harm reductionist, is um is an a radical nurse and has has been doing twelve hour shifts administering COVID nineteen tests and oh, yeah. and yeah we could definitely wow that make that happen really really cool yeah we've been working towards that kind of stuff um I know I I was able to go to Greece for the first time in February and I was in right Exarchia. before all this shit yeah yes did like you right get COVID. Before. I, maybe I don't. Know. I mean, I got the antibody test and it said no, but they oh. said they aren't. I yeah, thirty percent. Yeah, thirty percent. I don't know anyone yeah, who has antibodies. So sick. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. On my birthday too. But wait, when's your birthday? Just back in December. Just um, sad. Yeah. My birthday um, is February. Same day as Sag. Swift. That's why she's my I, Sagittarius. Like, why she's my arch nemesis. But um. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, Rip, what are oh, Exarchia. I'm a Virgo. Exarchia, yeah. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm a Virgo with an Aries rising and a Capricorn moon. Oh, my God, the Cap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of Earth. Lots of Earth, yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, in Exarchia, they have like their own people's hospital, like, me- you know, medical station that they've set up. I think it's in a squat also. And, um, you know, they've they have so many community resources in Exarchia. They've really like taken over that neighborhood. And I mean, for decades now i mean talk about an anti-police zone they literally oh, totally. cops can't they roll through there it's like 15 of them yeah you know? because they're, they're they'll terrified literally they will be. get attacked by residents it's amazing it's yeah. awesome. and yeah. it's because they like they have a history of like you know they killed a f- like 15 year old boy there you know what i mean like it's, mm-hmm. it's insane they're they're psychopaths just like our cops um but they they were able to put up you know set up their health clinic and they've done like a lot of really good stuff there and they've been able to provide services that I was like, it was just blowing my mind. So anything that we can do would be wonderful in that zone. And we've been trying to talk to nurses and stuff and see like what we can get away with legally and like, you know, where we can push the, the borders of that stuff. But it's a lot of work and we all like have our own jobs and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're do- going as much as we can, but yeah. right. it's interesting, you know. I've been telling people, I mean, you know, for anyone who might be listening who's interested in getting involved, the the thing that is really needed right now is for people who have their own practices to come, you know, go through the orientation and set up shop. Like, I really would love for totally. an acupuncturist to have a regular oh, day where they provide free ear acupuncture to, so you know, just cut hair. houseless folks. Someone came yeah, through. wait, you know someone about the through. acupuncture for, like, addiction? Uh, vaguely, it's yeah. But, yeah, I totally. It when I was trying to quit alcohol. Yeah. But it just made me... 
the th- it made oh my the God, thought of it, gonna be? it made the thought of like eating any kind of food like make me want to throw oh, up. Oh, that's interesting. So that's how it yeah. worked for me. That's they interesting. Must have put it in the wrong spot. No, that's the right spot. Mm. I just like my craving for alcohol wasn't really a craving. It was, it was like connected to something else. Yeah, yeah. it was like my sadness. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. So. Yeah, no, acu- I mean acupuncture. You know the reason that why acupuncture tight. is really. We our friend just was uh, quoted in the New York Times saying this. Our friend Jade. Um, that the reason why acupuncture was brought into the mainstream is because of the Black Panthers. They use also used it in their detox programs. Oh they God, used it cool. as, as you know, it's a people's medicine. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, it's like Eastern medicine is is a lot more people's like centric right. than right. than Western is. That makes um, me like it a lot more. I actually didn't know that. I didn't read that article yet. So that's oh yeah, no, it's beautiful. That's I mean, cool. yeah. So oh, what I was yeah. So just like people to come, you know, my our friend, our buddy Phoenix came and and cut people's hair. Um, you know, that's other people coming through and and being like oh you know i have this particular skill like mm-hmm. i can bring you know because i think in the movement people think that they need to do things that they're not good at right and actually what we need is for people to do what they are good at mm-hmm. and for that to be seen as movement work and that's like what i feel like is really beautiful about this yeah i love that totally. yeah a lot actually you know Absolutely. jeremy making the banner like uh-huh. um sarah setting up like the dj booth like these are all really important parts of the space and of you know social movement building yeah i just like talk to people and like give no information because i don't know <laughs> i'm just kidding no you're great but I love being able to talk to the people. yeah no talk i mean <laughs> actually you know there's tons of people who are super shy who that's not their skill but mm-hmm. you know there's people who are really love connecting with people and that's you know um yeah that's what they're bringing to the space and that's i think amazing. that's my favorite part of it mm-hmm. is like yeah what's your favorite the- part <laughs> Tell us yeah Al. at the at the end of the day ripley this is like yeah. a kind of like a like culty oh my god i knew okay thing. Uh-huh. but what at the end of the day, day? <laughs> ripley says so what was everyone's favorite part of the day mm-hmm. and i remember you asked that, time, that one time and it was like 110 degrees oh and it was just like everyone was like shut up yeah, like, yeah i don't think anyone said anything <laughs> that no day. <laughs> um but what are but some of your favorite, favorite parts my, yeah honestly i have learned so so much um like like different ways of thinking in a non-pretentious way Mm. um at all because i i usually like distance myself from that sort of language because i think it like i could not that not anyone like anyone can't read or something Mm -hmm. but i just think it's like like I equate it to like a Sarah Lawrence classroom Mm -hmm. situation like those are the views and it's just like you know privilege but um I I mean that was just me being like um I don't want to confront my like how I feel and how I think and Mm. I've totally changed the way I view like the Black Lives Matter movement, the way mm-hmm. I view people, and just like how it's just really beautiful to see people work together and so many different people. Um, yeah, making all new friends has been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hearing people's stories, which are like some of them are so dark, and I'm like, damn. 
Yeah, someone came, oh my God, at the end of the day, this guy came over and he was like, my sister just killed herself. My mom's dead too. I'm not asking for anything, but just guys, make sure you just like call your family and tell Mm -hmm. them you love them. And I like, it was triggering. And mm-hmm. I called my mom right after. Yeah, but he made everyone promise that he would. He wasn't going to leave until he met. Yeah, everyone promised yeah. They it was. It was. I liked that, <laughs> that was, a lot. That was sweet. Yeah, I liked that. No, yeah. I mean, I think that there's especially because people were so isolated. You know, um, during talk, quar. Yeah, during quar, and also just like you know, like, and I say this during the orientation, like we we take care of and 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 work with people who are ignored all day mm-hmm. like people don't make fucking eye contact with people who now like you know are our good friends who we work with every day and yeah and like i think it's just important to like look people in the eye if you can and like and be like yo what do you need like yeah oh you you know cool eyeglasses like water like i got you whatever sometimes i really like can't tell who is an intern and who is like there for the don't say intern i'm kidding i'm kidding no and that's because there isn't a difference at this point we have there is no six regular guys who who don't have a place to go at the end of the night and and they work with us every day yeah no it's it's amazing it's really and they would defend place oh hell yeah they do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we all do and that's what's so fucking great i mean yeah it's really beautiful you know the other day uh our our buddy ron who comes through Mm -hmm. he told me and and my friend sarah that we that you know he he introduced us to his friend who was who was coming off the street who um they wanted to go buy some paint because they're going to make a dog kennel in the back of the courtyard they said um (laughs) He's like, oh yeah, this is Ripley and Sarah. They're my team. Oh my god! You know, and I was like, I yeah, you know, so like that's much. what I'm talking about. If you've come to help me, you're wasting your time. If you come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. That's a little watching boat. Like, he's like, no, nah, like they work for me. For, yeah, I'm like, no, yeah, I, love I that. do. Like, I love hell yeah. That. Like, you know, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he knows. He's there every day. Mm-hmm. If he sees someone he doesn't know, he's like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like exactly what we're talking about. Like, yeah. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. There, there's a lot of people there who, who like do the vetting so we don't have to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Char- and because they know everyone on the street. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Uh-huh. They know everyone. They're yeah. like, that guy mm-hmm. was not here like the past yeah. couple days. Who the fuck is that? And that's like, that's like. It's cool. You know, Sometimes amazing. people want to vet a little too much. And you sure, but like, that's everything. Nah, like, everybody's welcome here, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. No, it, it's, it can definitely be helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You have to something. do all the reading first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I was going to say something. No, they're like looking fire. out for the narcs, you know? Yeah. yeah. No narcs. Yeah, no, they, they speaking of narcs. Speaking of narcs. Narcs. Narcan and the new normal. Oh, yes. Yeah, wait. I actually didn't realize that you based uh, the people's space off of um, harm reduction, like ideology and mm. practice. And oh, from the beginning, from like the, the beginning, protest I, stuff. Yeah. I had no idea. Like now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it and I'm like, oh yeah. Like, well, that's why people, we, if you're yeah. on the streets, like your goggles, like yeah. the, there's going to be tear gas. Yeah. And I, I honestly like didn't even realize that. And it's making me feel like shitty. Cause I was just like blindly like, participating no i but Without, like, but you know we, we pulled you in and now you're really a part of it and you do see that you know like i think yeah. that, that you know it was it was not talked about immediately but that's like what the idea was you know yeah yeah i'm also slow you knew once you saw like the syringes and stuff that i think yeah that's and that's right. <laughs> actually that's um what drew me in at first yeah totally. like because i have like a, a weird relationship with 
um, heroin and all the bad, like fentanyl mm-hmm. shit. My brother died, overdosed. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was actually quite alarming to me to see. I've never seen um, that much like supplies, like as like medical supplies. Mm. I've seen like you like the used orange needles and mm-hmm. like spoons, like. All yeah, of, I've yeah, seen yeah. like that. You see it, it as paraphernalia instead of. Yeah, and I've never it. looked at it from that end, and that was really interesting, actually. Yeah, I remember the day that we talked about harm reduction for the first time in the space, and you told me about your brother and shit. Like, I think I think that that's like, it speaks to that like people are here for all kinds of reasons, you yeah. know? Like, and and yeah. I saw that when that like when that light went off for you. You know? Yeah, it was fucked up. Sorry, Dave was giving a um a really good lecture and training on um how to recognize if someone is overdosing, and you went over the death rattle and what it sounds and looks like, mm-hmm. and that's when I had to get up. Right, I, right. Yeah, it's fucked up. I, yeah, I, I made a yeah, scene. It's a sc- I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a scary term, and you can yeah. you know if you've heard no, it, if you've you can seen just it, hear you know, it and yeah. imagine it when it's when it's you know referenced and it's tough. You know, it's a yeah. it's a horrible thing. You know. It is. Yeah, and so many people are affected by it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fucking epidemic. Yeah. Yep. It, it's been, yeah, it has been. <sighs> yeah. Wait, did you see the thing that I sent you about people in Vancouver mm-hmm. giving out, like, the tested coke? coke? Yeah, shit, tested yeah. Uh, yeah. fentanyl free coke and, and opium. Uh, yeah, that's medical. Opioids. Yeah, no, that is I love cool. that. Cool. Yeah, yeah they're calling it, um, they say the people's too. They say, uh, I forget exactly what it is, but. A couple of people sent it to me, and I thought it was so so beautiful. They had a drug user liberation front. Yeah, Dolph. Um, Dolph. Dolph. They had mm. a drug user liberation front, um, like manifesto that they put out, kind of both making demands on the the local government of BC and you know their their communities um, to really like give a fuck about drug users, and it was yeah. so cool. They kill it up there. They've I like, they've I, I was incredibly inspired. I felt like yeah, that I really like that. made me feel like you know we're we're uh, on the right track. Yeah, a few people sent that to me and it made me really happy, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, the other thing that I saw that someone sent to me, um, they sent it to me with a thing. Did I just turn off the mic? <laughs> <laughs> can, you ch- can you check? Hello, hello, hello? You're, you're still on. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like playing with the... Anyway, so they they sent me that during the riots, there was a pharmacy and the two things that got, uh, got jacked from the pharmacy were methadone... <laughs> And oh no, Suboxone and Suboxone, um yeah. and yeah. insulin, <laughs> insulin and that's great. And yeah. we actually have another person who's been uh, planning on doing uh, med distro- medical supply distro for diabetics, and it made me be like, yes, like we're on the right track. We're doing yeah, harm reduction, and we're gonna do diabetes like related yeah. supply yeah. distro. And we have like that's what's needed. Too. Exactly. Together, yeah. No, hundred percent. And that's Absolutely. yeah. Like it just made me be like, you know that what's looted from the pharmacy. Is the shit that people really need. Really need, like sabot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I wish we could distribute that. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, I don't. I don't. It's not legal. Suboxone. No, you have yeah, to be on no. a program for that. Which we yeah. actually helped someone get on. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think there's right. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he came in and he was like asking for reading glasses and stuff. So and we, the, and we the found phone. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we so we got him on the reading glasses and mad other people needed reading glasses, so that worked out. And then he needed a phone, so I put a call. You know put like a request out to try and get some money for it and I think it kind of got lost or I didn't track down the money so I just bought one but we uh so I just set him up with that and now he's able to get on this program and what happened with him before was uh and this is why we're like you know what we're doing is good and it's uh fills a special need is because he before I guess uh 
after sounded like after a prison vid. I mean, I'm not saying his name, so yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna give it so much of his business. But I think it was after like a prison vid or something. He had to get on a program. He used to be on Suboxone. He had to switch places. Something about his PO, and they put him on methadone. And he knew he didn't like it. He knew it was gonna work for him. And it deter. He, he like you know kind of like ended up with like a about a ten bag a day habit now. And he's just mm. like this is killing me. Like it's. I don't want to be like this. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, with this type of habit. And the reason why. I just why, want to get back on the Suboxone. Yeah, the reason why was because all these, you know, different programs, they get more money if you're on. This me- one did, yeah. This yeah. one got more money. <laughs> more for, money for if you're on, yeah. if you have more people on uh, methadone programs than on, than on other ones. Yeah. And so it just really shows that a lot of, you know, unfortunately, a lot of nonprofit and, and NGOs that, that run these programs, you know, harm reduction or not, are, they, they have to answer to higher powers and the fact that we're doing we did, this yeah. autonomously is you know on you know for P, uh, pdse is the is what you call it right like yeah um, the, well the personal distribution syringe change. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. kind of like a loophole in new york i don't know how they have it other places but in new york it's like a loophole so you can just take you don't have to go by certain zones you don't have to be in a center whatever i could just as a volunteer can just like take syringes where i want to take them mm-hmm. you're not supposed to take them on the train so i don't do that officially no. you have a car but and a motorcycle i got my car i got my motorcycle i usually don't take syringes on my motorcycle but i'm hella down to do that but um yeah and then you can distribute on your own and you give them you know i don't know if how many of your listeners are gonna be like familiar with the programs but we try and give them this little card so they're enrolled it's um a totally anonymous code that they get but it's easy for them to remember so it's mm-hmm. like it is personal information about them but it's it's put together in a way that we don't know you know it's just easy for them to remember so they just give you your their number and yeah and then i can give them track. syringes i oh. can give them other things yeah. oh i didn't know that's how it worked but the, what's good the, the importance of it though is the smart. card the card has like the new york pit, penal code that tells pigs that like if you stop this man you can't do anything to him yeah. just for syringes right? yeah. like you are protected with yeah. the syringe mm-hmm. and you know they might laugh at it they might throw it out whatever but it's there and a lot of times like it, we've been doing this for long enough in new york that they are you know they don't really mess with people that much for syringes now because they know like they're gonna get some shit because the department of health is gonna be mad you mm-hmm. know what I mean? like that's where we get the funding for this stuff so for the syringes other stuff you know like we got to figure it out right the the hygiene we do like yeah at the harm center we've done our own like you know like fundraisers and stuff i've made shirts and stuff with like previous like actually the last one we did was for um it was art by this man will who was like an incredible volunteer and like community member there and he made this like just the sickest design for the harm reduction center and then he passed away um i think it was last december last november and so we made these shirts and we were able to like raise a bunch of money get fentanyl test strips Mm -hmm. we got some of the um syringe filters which a lot of people people really want those people you know? really want them like, yeah because they you know you get dirty shit those. yeah and i i actually have if you when we're in there let me know if yeah. like somebody wants them because i have them i don't have that many so i'm trying to like you know give them to people who like really want them or ask for them but they're a lot more effective than cottons you know people get stuff under their skin and it you know creates abscesses and all these other problems yeah. totally yeah. and uh we can't get money for that unless you know someone gives it to us or radical nurses it mm-hmm. takes a long time yeah so we gotta so we usually just do our own fundraisers kind of like under the table and just mm-hmm. like right. buy the shit yeah. and like and a lot of this stuff is extremely expensive i mean there's so many on, scams like, alibaba what's that can you get any of it on like alibaba some stuff like, yeah i mean i've gotten oh, some yeah. things from places like that there's like 
the one of the main resources is there's there's a couple different distributors in Canada because they have I mean as we're seeing with Vancouver they have a little mm -hmm. bit better harm reduction stuff yeah and there's some like distributors and those are good because they do not profit off of them like some other people that you'll see like for test strips and stuff well that's what I was gonna say that like the main place where people know to get test strips is dance safe and they yeah. gouge people I mean it's two dollars oh, per pay strip for it? oh yeah, yeah. It. basically <laughs> they're there really? are these kinds of companies that set up shop, um, you know, at like music festivals, whatever raves they, so, yeah, yeah right, raves, right. and and they'll they'll charge people, you know, I think they double the cost for free when they at the maybe raves, which is like maybe, a really good reason. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to throw a party and you want to buy a bunch of test strips for yeah, and you and all your buy friends, it. it's going to cost you, yeah. gonna yeah. cost you uh, $100 for 50 of them. Yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, they're all made in, they're all made in China. We know for sure that they don't cost that much to make. Yeah. Right. And so I don't, I don't know the whole story of like they why they like charge condoms, and what they honestly. do. But like the they should condom. be. I mean, so that, that's kind of leads me to what I was going to say, which is, you know, Dave has, <sighs> wrote, has written this kind of vision of, of, you know, a world where harm reduction is not, is like both inconsequential and normalized. And mm -hmm. it's, it's one where, you know, the harm reduction center doesn't need to exist because people just have access to the shit that they need. Yeah. 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 And, and people are just, and down people to, give a fuck yeah. and they're looking out for each other. And that's, I think one of the most beautiful articulations of what we're trying to work towards, you know? Right. And I mean, that's, that's like the history of syringe exchanges and stuff. People yeah. just figured it out on their own, you know, like, um, the Lurie center harm reduction center along with like act up, they were just like, you know, no one's taking care of anything going on with this AIDS epidemic or this like, the largest at the time i think um like open dope market in lower east side you know so they're like we're just going to take care of it ourselves and they figured out the the clean syringe thing i think they heard about some like very new programs in europe and they were just like we're just going to do it and they would s you know stand in these like i mean it's kind of famous if you ever read about like old lower east side stuff that there's like avenue c and d coke and dope and then people would just like stand like little little kids would be you know like running coke and dope out through like little holes in the walls and stuff mm -hmm. in these like just like wild um you know abandoned houses that were not being squatted and there was just lines of people and every single type of person you could think of you know yeah. it's not yeah, it's yeah, not like it's your not idea like a of a junkie yeah. or whatever. it's like the postman like the, mm -hmm. somebody in a suit everybody's like lined up in avenue a because I mean, an avenue, addiction you know, is like a really easy thing to get. Oh yeah, like it, everybody's yeah. Yeah, and it's <laughs> totally it, it's well, it's global. Totally. And, but the syringe exchange people, you know, they from LES and ACT UP, they would just stand in that line and they would give people the clean stuff. And when the cops came, they would have to run just like everybody else because they would get arrested constantly. Yeah, it was you know? illegal to distribute needles at that time. Yeah, yeah, know? and uh, very similar stories in San Francisco around like. Golden Gate Park, you know, like they the tenderloin, yeah, it's totally the TL, yeah, all that stuff. Like, it's it's you know people people have to push these boundaries and like the the methodology that we've kind of been operating on. And I can say for myself, I can't put this on someone else. I can't tell someone else to put themselves in danger at risk of the law. But like, I try and operate that way because I know that I am in the position right now to handle that. You know, mm -hmm. like I can. I have a little bit of resources I can take care of myself. You know what I mean? I'm comfortable with conflict. I've been in fistfight. You know what I mean? Like, I can handle that shit. So I'm happy to do that right now. And I want I mean, if it, that, if, that to if, be a mentality. If, it, if it's taking a risk to take care of someone, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the hell whole yeah. idea. Like, that's you know? the, what's the point of it? You know? But there's different people. Uh, people have different like traumas. They have different 
abilities, you know, and there's a place for every single person in like any of these movements. Mm -hmm. They just need to find what that place is because we need to, we need everybody's skills, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what I was trying to say with the, you know, bringing your own practice. Like Dave showed up, Mm -hmm. that was his skill. He's like, I'm bringing this. I can train people like, and, and that's that integrated into a huge part of what this is. And that's, you know, that's exactly, exactly. Like, exactly. We need the, we need the candlestick maker too, you know? Yeah. 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 It's worked out really well. I think it was like, it it filled in as a good, like, it it was a good transition from the protest kits because as like momentum shifted, I wouldn't say that it even really died down in the same way. It shifted. It shifted shifted. to a new normal. People learned from, I mean, maybe some learned from what we're doing, but people learn from multiple different ways. Like, they're just going to start bringing coolers of water to the protest and they're bringing different things to the protest. As we were ferrying stuff, but people were like, really showing out for that and that's dope yeah and we're like oh people are they here learned. with the supplies like yeah great yeah. now what we need to do is take care of our block like right. exactly. and you that's know? what it switched to and yeah. i mean for context also like it, through like the pandemic and stuff a lot of these harm reduction centers a lot of the drop-in centers the, you know all these different like nonprofits that deal with this stuff they've had to have like really restricted hours mm-hmm. some people like les right now is in between two offices so mm-hmm. like stuff's been mad restricted so we've been definitely feeling a need um, I think that this would be filling a need anyways, even if it was normal conditions, because somebody always needs supplies in, in one mm-hmm. way or another. Um, but th- we've like w- have been really needed right now, yeah. you know, and it's been great. It's been like great that we can help fill that need. Yeah, because it was it was driving me crazy before this like came up, like before this opportunity popped up. I was just like, you know, going in on the days that I can um, at the harm reduction center, but of course like things have been so weird you know like our schedule's been weird the mobile unit broke down and then now you know i was trying to figure out how to do deliveries to people but of course we, we anonymize things so I don't have everybody, right, everybody's right. number you know and i just didn't want to be hitting up everybody you know so this just worked out perfect and i think we can we're going to be able to transition this to build up some of that information that we didn't have before if people want to give it uh so i can deliver to them mm-hmm. so that if some if this you know we lose this space for this type of service. Like I can f- fill it some other way, but Not we're all learning way. a lot, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's dope, you know, like we're, we're, we're making a lot of progress. Yeah, we ways, really you know? are. Yeah. Like, imagine, like, remember like the first day, <laughs> like, <laughs> and how different it is like, yeah. today. It's, it's wild. Yeah, it's totally. super tight and, organized and like logical yeah totally 100 yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah it's realist- amazing I, th- I think like we're being like realistic about what's possible yeah 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 and so much is possible mm-hmm. it's um especially in this place there's so many much waste in this city there's so many easy ways there's so many hustles there's so many ways to make money there's so many like things that you can just take and re-give to people you know like mm-hmm. if people just like learn that kind of mentality it can go a long way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great at the beginning of the month. Like, tons of people came through with, like, stuff that they were getting rid of because they were moving. Right. And I yeah. was like, that's sick. That like, tight. we need, yeah, like, this is great, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, Dave, I remember um, someone was, like, taking, like, all of, like, the hair bands or something, like, hair ties <laughs> or something. And I was just, like, watching it happen. And I, like, I hate conflict. And I didn't know how to say, like, please don't take them all but you said take only what you need please and i thought that was nice and yeah, uh, yeah. everybody's cool you know and you got the point across and i was glad i didn't have to do it because sure, i don't yeah. i don't know how to handle conflict 
Totally, yeah. And it's not even like, I mean, people are just, if, as long as people trust it, people are fucked over so much in the city, you know? Yeah, people, So that yeah, when you get an opportunity mm-hmm. to get like a little bit ahead, even if it's just some hair bands. Yeah, yeah, no, you exactly. Take it. I like, understand and I don't blame that, nobody I understand that. Yeah. that impulse too. Totally. And so, but you got to let people know and you got to build trust You're in people. You're building a so culture, they're like, yeah. yeah. They're like, like, oh, maybe not this, this group of people because like, I need, like, they're here for this reason and I'm going to need them again in the future. Exactly, I want yeah. other people to need them. So, yeah. And I, and that's why I don't want to be, yeah. Like I, I don't mind if people take a little extra stuff, right, but I want right. them to, I want them to know what it's about, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, what you need. Yeah. And, and then with some things like with the, with the cigs, you know, like we're all addicted to, I mean, we're not all, I I'm am not. like addicted to cigarettes. You got your, whatever the thing you use, but, um, <laughs> I got, you know, I vape. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like addicted to cigarettes. So I'm like just sitting there smoking all day. But if I find somebody with free cigarettes, I'm going to want to take a bunch. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so we just put a couple out and then they come back. You know what I mean? It's, it works. Or but it's like, there's yeah, some things you, know, you don't you, put out all at once. The cigarettes go mad. The cigarettes fast. go fast. But you know what? I think that that's me, really that cool. <laughs> I think it's cool because, like, so many places like to there's a level of austerity right like all these nonprofits, whatever they're like oh like we don't give away shit like that because it's expensive or yeah. because like we don't want to encourage that kind of encourage behavior smoking, right yeah. and yeah. i'm like yeah well first of all no, we're a fucking harm reduction group yeah so i don't know about that but then <laughs> yeah. also like you know and and we, when we made the kits back in the day we made sin kits where mm-hmm. i was like oh I, like people get out of jail like they need a cigarette they need to they want to sit and have a cigarette because they've been protesting all day and they just yep. need to relax i'm like i'm not i'm not operating on a level of, of austerity when we're getting money from wait our, that's what all of that is we're getting some um some, some money coming in from uh from folks who are trying to donate to us that's very sweet 15 dollars. thank you wow um, every every so little bit helps. every every little bit counts <laughs> um so yeah just that like people like to think that you like that you know in a in a communist utopia or an anarchist utopia or, or whatever sort of like vision of the future you have that like people aren't going to be like pursuing things that things that are pleasure driven. Right. And, but actually the whole point of harm reduction is that it's a form of pleasure activism. Yes. Like you are saying that like you're trying to keep people alive Alive. while they pursue whatever they want Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't have to fucking die because they don't have access to, to care. And that's the whole point, you know? Yep. Yeah, and if someone wants to change up like the way they're doing stuff, we support them with that too. And you support mm-hmm. them with yeah. give them the resources. But if they if they want push it to on shoot them, yeah. dope their whole life, they can still, you know, contribute to stuff and be a good friend. They can still do all these good things for people while they shoot dope their whole life. Yeah. Like that's that's fine, you know. Like, and we know that that's like just shooting don't shooting your whole life also isn't like sustainable. No, it's usually it, not. It, it, no, but know. also, <laughs> but I will like, say that unlike if you're rich and you have rich, access to care, yeah, exactly. you might be able to show, shoot do dope. It. You could do it. I know, yeah. Like rich, some people die. Yeah. That's true. You know, uh-huh. we know we know those stories. Mm-hmm. But, but if also, you're rich, if you're you rich, can you can the good stuff exactly, and, yeah. and and you can afford to test your shit, and you can mm-hmm. afford your habit forever, and and you might not die. But like we know for a fact who's dying, and that's why we care about this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. And that's the focus. Is that you know. There are resources for very wealthy people to figure this stuff out. I mean, I'm happy to share resources with them too. You know, like yeah, I, sure. I don't want mm-hmm. I want everybody to be doing good, but that's not why we are necessary. We are necessary. That's not the center of our work. No, yeah. right. Exactly. And like just like at the beginning, like the reason was like because you know gay, trans, and black people and immigrants in the Lower East Side were getting 
exponentially fucked over more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. When a lot of people in the city had dope habits and coke habits, but they yeah, were the Wall ones Street's that were doing fine. Fucked over by. We yeah. know that they yeah. all have, you know, crack and cocaine aren't that different. We know who does them. No, they're like, not. So they're you know, we know who's living and, and who's not. Yeah. yeah. So that's who survived it, the crack epidemic. That is who important. Didn't. It is important to like to for people to know that that is the focus of this yeah, and exactly. it always will be the focus of this until there's not systemic racism anymore mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's like that's what that's what the focus of this is mm-hmm. and we want to expand that we want to keep it it's of course it's not just for black people and immigrants there's mad poor white people through appalachia and everywhere else you know and in where the I'm from, side. Like, yeah. Yeah. i've lost so many friends you know if we had any of these programs down there she would have been mad different for like my friends you know growing up you know i wouldn't have lost all these friends yeah so yeah. i gotta do shit like i gotta you know I got to sneak down. Like, I mean, I, I don't have to be that sneaky about it, but, but it is illegal. You know, like I got to take down like duffel bags full of syringes on the train when I go to another funeral. Yeah. Which, you that, know, those three are the only times I go where, yeah. to my hometown. Too, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so I got to bring that shit and it's and then I distribute and people are just like so stoked. Oh, my God. They like cannot believe that like they don't have to use this this, you know, syringe that's fucking bent in half you know what i mean like they get a fresh one and i'm like take as much as you need take narcan take all the stuff and yeah. it's just that one trip makes a huge difference you know but honestly narcan should be available like mm-hmm. condoms like tissues Absolutely. like yeah mm-hmm. it should be like it's, the commercial for narcan yeah which i just watched for the first time like, wait there's the a commercial for narcan yeah it's like it's it's crazy it, it's just like this that. like you know regular looking like suburban home whatever and this guy's like kind of like falling out on his on like a lazy boy and then she's the lady like noticed it. She's like, a okay, death this rattle. Is, well, I don't know if they have that. I don't okay. think it was audio, but like, you know, Sorry. she notices like an overdose is occurring from the she just 30 goes, second. Yeah. And it, she goes training. into like the cabinet and she opens it and it's like, it just looks like a commercial for like Pepto-Bismol or yeah. something. Oh, you know, wow. and, they pull it out and they do it. And I'm like, that's what Whoa. it's supposed to be like. You know, it was, I actually love that. That's how they did yeah, it. I hope commercial. that airs on like Nickelodeon. Yeah. That'd be no. So, and, yeah. and you know, our friend, um, who came to the last Narcan training said something similar. They're like the first time I saw someone OD, I was nine years old, nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. And when I and grew up in, you know, rural Florida I had been, like if i had been a kid who knew that this was a thing i could have saved that person's life and i'm like first of all it's fucked that you have to feel like you're nine and you're responsible but but if no one in your life knows and that's not accessible it's nobody's fault except the federal government and all the fucking companies that are trying to patent medication that's life-saving life-saving there's blood on those motherfuckers hands most definitely anyway so the idea is you know yeah give robin hood that shit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. robin hood yeah Luckily, the state is giving out a lot, but um, the state is in a weird state right now. So mm-hmm. with yeah. the pandemic and everything, so we're we're having to yeah. figure it out via other methods. But you know, there's a there's a really wonderful network in New York of harm reductionists, um, both official and non. I mm-hmm. would say like yeah, and there's been a whole lot of next support. distro is great. Next, oh my god, wow, I I really had no idea about these these places because I would just I go to the because I have health yeah Yeah. I have health insurance thank god I have like Medicaid yeah because I can just go and like pick up Narcan Mm -hmm. but only one at a time one at a time and Mm -hmm. it only comes with two in it Mm -hmm. and I hear now you need three because Mm -hmm. that's where we're at but um yeah I would just like go to like different pharmacies and just like give those out and that's like how which is like not um like as proactive as of course like no, no but it's, it's, it's distribution that's, it's that's huge, huge. It's huge. you're one person and if you can do that 
that's that's the shit. And no, like if, if one other person sees you doing that, oh my god, you know, I mean, like it's like mm-hmm. that's I mean, tons what we of people want. who who started volunteering when we first asked for Narcan, they didn't even know anything about it. You well, know? that's that's nice mm. that you don't need to know. You know? Yeah, but, no, of course. But everyone should. Yeah, no, everyone exactly. should carry everyone it. Everyone should like. Yeah. Like a phone charger. Exactly. I mean, I, like I say that all the time. A tide stick. Yeah, it should be the cool thing that all the fucking teen girls have. Yeah. You know? Like in their clear backpacks and shit. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, yeah. if you're going to, to wherever your friends are using, uh-huh. you know, you literally, it should be fucking cool to have it and yeah. it should Absolutely. be it should be like you know but learn learn what an overdose looks like because don't don't be narcan to people that don't need it no that's what course. cops do cops course, started doing I that shit like, and don't do that no, <laughs> they're no, assholes no, 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 no. they're using yeah. it as but a also weapon. the cops think that they can know. die from touching fentanyl which like is a whole <laughs> nother thing true. yeah which is oh not God. true anyway yeah. but the idea just being like this should it should be <laughs> you know harm reduction should be something that's like really taught to young people yeah you know like like during dare as opposed to exactly like as opposed to all this abstinence shit i mean it was interesting i have another friend who started um who started a group that um you know does tina meth harm reduction for for trans girls in new york um and uh and also i guess people who use g and um you know they there was a a bunch of different raves that tried to ban g uh you know ghb from being used yeah well it's so yeah it from being used at their parties and you know it was it sucked because it's like you know first of all it's not going to stop anyone from using it no and also you know like there's literally some things that people don't know this is a drug that's known for being a date rape drug because if you mix g because if you mix g with alcohol you will black or brown out Mm -hmm. yeah but if you don't mix it with alcohol it doesn't have that effect at all. So like, that's what harm reduction looks like. And it's like, well, yeah, like (laughs) that's what stigma looks like too. It's like, okay. And like now, because it's known as this, you know, this one particular thing because of movies. Yeah. And, and you know, like 90s, the only reason I knew what it was. Yeah. And, and like nineties, like, you know, scary, like, um, you know, late night TV show type situations. But no, like literally she was like, approached the people who who were organizing these parties who thought they were doing the right thing you know Mm -hmm. they thought they thought like oh i'm worried that people are going to get hurt so i'm going to ban this thing it's like actually like what if we just educate people that they shouldn't mix this with alcohol yeah you know and they can have a good time and it's fine yeah it has so little risks otherwise i had no idea what is it like is it like ketamine um yeah sort of i've never done it um yeah i couldn't tell you I got. I know some people like it, and I'm like, all right, that's. I did it once, not by choice. Mm -hmm. Mixed in alcohol was not. It's a totally different experience. It's a totally different experience. Yeah, Yeah. and and obviously, uh, people being drugged is also totally another story. You know, it's like yeah. So, but also I didn't know that about GHB. Yeah. Very cool. I'll have to have a um an episode on all the drugs I don't know anything about. Oh well, maybe I'll put you in touch with uh, with this person. Yeah. That's <laughs> there's a lot of drugs. Mad cool. Their yeah, group is drug. their group is called a uh, Do It Safe Ho. It's a uh, dish. Very cool. It's a oh, really really cool. awesome group. Yeah. And Ho is spelled kind of funny. Yeah. Well, it's how's yeah. it spelled? No, it's not spelled funny. It's like <laughs> how is it or, spelled? You know, it's like H E A U. Oh, like Ho. Yeah, Ho. It's kind of funny. I like it. All right. It's kind of. It's been. I feel like. It, we can wrap. Yeah. So is there other stuff that you wanted us to touch on before we, um, should we take some calls? 
Yeah, no, take we some can't calls. do that. We're <laughs> not, this is a podcast, not a radio show. <laughs> I thought this was a Twitch will, stream. It will be airing <laughs> on Montez mm-hmm. Press Radio. So right now it's seven o'clock, Saturday, June thirtieth, and if people were still clapping for the for the workers. We would get a round of applause right now, but I think we're done clapping. No more clapping, right? We're done. Clap for the clap for I the think people who are like you know doing harm reduction shit. Though. Yeah, yeah. Give them something. Yeah, just give them something. It's yeah. nice if you're clapping. But the give clap, them like I'd be in Greenpoint and everyone's just like clapping, and I'm like, who are you clapping for? There's <laughs> no one, no one out here working. Like, do you have a, one of the guys that like plays songs to everybody at seven o'clock? No, we don't have Through anyone cool. We don't have anything. No, it's cool. not good. We just have like people like banging on pans. <laughs> oh, that's oh, yeah. annoying. It's I always really thought that was I got annoying. none of that in my neighborhood. Yeah. Just fireworks. And the train. That's yeah. another episode. Yeah, <laughs> that is another episode. Yeah, we can't get into that. Thank you for having us, Al. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Al Anonymous. You. you guys, this has been a really good episode. Yeah. Probably one of my favorites so far, if not my favorite. Oh, thank you so much right. for having us. And yeah. thanks, Montez. And yeah, thank you, Montez. And yeah, if anyone wants to get involved with the people space at 150 first ave between 9th and 10th come by yeah just stop by roll roll through we're open every day except sunday no we're open we're open every day every day (laughs) can i Um, add one thing too yeah yeah. yes yes um if if you do need stuff usually the harm reduction center is at 25 allen but now it's at 35 east broadway it will be opening in august Additionally, if you need syringes and things and you can't find me or us, you can go to Streetwork on Essex or Delancey, Essex, you know, it's like that area, which is normally for teens and like young, young adults, but now they're open to everybody. Then you can also go to um, Housing Works on Avenue C. Whoa, really? Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they're doing, is that on C? I think it's on Avenue C. Um, And they're doing um, Hep C and HIV tests, I think, also by appointment, so... Those are like good resources. There's a there's a bunch other, and if you need if more resources, I'll put you know anybody. I'll put people in touch with you. Dude. Yeah, get us in touch. And but those are the ones off the top of my head. So that's, that, that's a lot. Yeah. You can hold a lot of information. Mm-hmm. That brain Thank you. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why his hair is so big. It's full of secrets. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, knots is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. And we are out of here. Thank you. Goodbye.